Welcome back to the Highway to Health podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this edition of the podcast, Dr. Ben Kligler from the Veterans Administration will be returning to share more insights on the value of taking a holistic approach to staying healthy. During this episode, you'll hear Dr. Kligler share his thoughts on emotional issues that are related to physical health. Dave Nemo will be your host for this edition of the Highway to Health podcast. And let's hand it off to Dave for his feature interview with Dr. Ben Kligler from the Veterans Administration. Dr. Ben Kligler, Happy New Year to you and welcome back. And thanks for kicking off the new year with us. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Talking about the circle of health here, and you kind of heard me go down the rabbit hole on my introduction here before the program began. Movement, our surroundings, personal development, food and drink, recharging, which is sleep and relaxing, family, friends, coworkers. That's what we're going to get into today. Relationships, growing and connecting both spiritually and, of course, our souls are involved there. The power of the mind and simply moving the body, which kind of gets a lot of those other things kind of going, too. Without the movement, none of the other stuff really happens very much, does it? That's right. All the pieces of the circle, all the things that go into taking good care of ourselves, they all work together, get us where you need to be. And it's just at different times in your life, you may need attention to one more than another. So that's part of the way we go about it, is having a conversation to think through, is this a time in your life when you need to think about, am I moving my body enough? Or is it, what am I eating and drinking? Am I sleeping enough? And then how are my relationships? I know, at least in my life, at different times, different areas have needed attention. So it's good to kind of take a pause and think about, well, where is it I want to focus my energy right now? I think that's the way we look at it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if this is pulling the string a little bit too tight here, but let me say this. I have a dear friend who is expecting a baby. Her husband is in the Army, and I was in the Army over 50 years ago, so that's another story. But in that half century, things have changed dramatically. First off, the whole circle of whole health program with VA is revolutionary compared to 50 years ago. But I was really just surprised to hear that the Army has instituted a new program whereby expectant fathers will get 12 weeks of paternal leave and don't have to make up for it at the end of their recruitment period. You know what I mean? It's not like two years and 12 weeks, which I think speaks volumes. Yeah, it's amazing. But talk about getting to the core of helping to strengthen and establish solid relationships with your wife, your other children, if you have some, and that new baby. That's starting right from square one. That couldn't be better, right? Absolutely. That's beautiful to hear. I hadn't heard that. And I actually think that the Army, all the services are starting to pay more attention to kind of the whole person as people spend their time in active duty. And how do we support the whole person in a way that they are maximally ready for whatever we need them to do? And obviously, one part of that is supporting relationships. Because I mean, I think we all know that one of the things that's often challenging for veterans when they get home is they haven't been able to maintain or put the energy in to the relationships at home that they might have wanted to, or they might have been able to if they'd had a little more support for that. And in the long run, that can really contribute to some of the feelings of loneliness and social isolation and some of the challenges that some veterans do have when they come home from the service. So that's really fantastic to hear that the Army's making that move. I think that's beautiful. Really great. 
I think it's pretty obvious to even the layman, if you are suffering some physical health problems, some physical ailments, I mean, everybody's going to have good days, bad days. But overall, it's going to take a toll on mental and emotional health. It just kind of has to. And you can work to overcome it, but you're working to overcome it. What about emotional, mental problems? They obviously are going to affect your physical health, but is it as obvious? Is there something that someone could come into a doctor's office and say, I'm having a bad relationship, and that doctor will immediately ask a medical question that would relate to that? Is there such a connection that we know of? It's a great question. I mean, there's absolutely a connection between emotional, psychological experience, mental health, and physical health. There's tons and tons and tons of evidence, for example, that people who have chronic depression have a higher long-term risk of heart disease. That's just one example, but you could really cite hundreds of examples of that at this point. It goes the other way, too. I mean, people with physical problems, that can ultimately take a toll on your mental health. So definitely when somebody goes to see a doctor and has some issues to talk about in their emotional and psychological life, that doctor should be thinking also, well, what kind of physical costs might come with this? But even more important, they should be thinking about how this is a whole person, this person with this emotional issue, psychological issue, physical issue. And the way medicine has looked at people just historically over the last maybe century has a little bit divided them into these sections. Here's your mind, here's your emotions, here's your body. And then even within the body, here's your liver, here's your heart, here's your brain. And we're trying with whole health and the VA, we're really trying to put all that back together so that when the medical staff in the VA or the mental health staff or really anybody is working with a veteran, they're thinking about that whole person. They're thinking about it from all those angles, because a lot of times the way in to treat somebody for a physical problem is going to be through something related to their mental health and vice versa. A lot of times, for example, if you look at the data about exercise and depression, people with depression who start exercising regularly have as much improvement in some studies as people who go on a medication. It can be really, really important. And same thing with social relationships. There's lots of data that shows that if people are isolated and lonely, they're much more likely to have depression, anxiety, etc. So sometimes reaching out and building some of those social relationships is really going to be the key thing towards getting yourself where you want to be. So I think we're really working to kind of let that separation between mental health and physical health be something that doctors used to think that way, but we're kind of moving ahead to thinking about the whole person. And those two areas just interact so much, you can't really tease them apart, can't really separate them. So if I come in with a chronic stomach ache, and it turns out to be not what I'm eating, but anxiety, and then the anxiety is because I can't stand this guy at work, or I can't stand my wife anymore, or whatever, or my kid's in jail, whatever. That is the cause. But if they don't ask you about that, you're not going to tell them. So they keep trying to figure out, what are you doing wrong in terms of diet and exercise? when the real problem is coming from somewhere out of left field. But now you guys are covering all the bases and are out there in left field, so to speak, if I can put it that way. <laughs> Sometimes it feels that way. That's why we 
feel that starting off with this one question, which is where we really try to start all the conversations, is really important, which is what is the most important to you in your life right now? What matters most to you right now? Because, okay, you came in with, let's say, with burning pain in your stomach. And absolutely, we have to work that up. We want to make sure you don't have an ulcer. You don't have, God forbid, cancer. You don't have some other problem like that. So we've always got to do the medical side. But then if we take a minute to ask you that question, what's important to you in your life right now? That's going to give you a chance to say, I got to get a new job because this guy at work is driving me crazy. Or I've got to find a way to get some space in my marriage or whatever it might be. Because if I don't open that door as a doctor, you're not going to necessarily feel welcome to open up that Mm -hmm. kind of issue of what is it on the psychological and emotional side that might be contributing to your physical problems. It's not an all or nothing thing, because I think a lot of times people go to the doctor with a physical problem. And then if the doctor says, hey, look, we really have to pay attention to your kind of emotional and mental health, the person feels like, well, what are you saying? It's all in my head. Am I crazy? And I don't need a psychiatrist. So it's really important to have that kind of split, really kind of let that go, because we're never saying it's not also a real physical pain with real physical issues going on. It's just that the physical and the mental affect each other so much you can't really separate them. So you have to be ready to treat the problem from both sides or you're not going to be successful. That's kind of the way we look at it. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. I remember when I was in the Army, if you had a problem, if you made a complaint, the response would be, well, that sounds like a personal problem. (laughs) That was about it. (laughs) I knew that already, and I'll just keep it to myself now that I understand that it's a personal problem, and you don't want to hear about it. So you kind of get that when you go to a doctor and you have a physical. You don't bring up stuff that's chewing at your stomach, literally and figuratively. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think especially in active duty, people are, even though there's been a lot of progress in terms of recognizing that people do need support with their mental health and their emotional life on active duty, there's still kind of, at least what you hear from folks in the services, there's still kind of a stigma that if you own up to having some kind of psychological or emotional problem, then it may have an impact on your career or it may kind of set you back in the sense that people may feel like you're not 100%. And obviously in the active duty, you really want to be thought of as being 100% all the time. But at the same time, if you don't deal with it, Army has made a lot of progress. They've had, for example, mental health people embedded now with some of the combat groups mm-hmm. now, maybe over the last 10 years. So mm-hmm. we are making good progress, but I think we still got to deal with that stigma. I mean, everybody has mental, emotional, psychological challenges. Every human being on this earth. So we just have to say, well, that's normal. Whether you're active duty soldier, you're a veteran, you're not in the service everybody's got those and we just have to make it okay to talk about it basically one of the things that i think might be just one of those bumper sticker pieces of advice that we could tell our listeners out on the road in terms of keeping relationships open and healthy is to take advantage of what we have now i did the 50-year dive just a moment ago talking about some of the earlier days but back when i started for a good portion of my truck and radio career you had the cb radio that you could talk back and forth to other folks on the road. Maybe somebody has a base station in a town, but not really with your family so much because you're too far away. You had the pay phone at two o'clock in the morning in the cold and snow at a rest area in Iowa somewhere. And that was it. Or maybe you're standing in line at a truck stop to make the phone call and you told your wife you would call at six. It's now 625 and you still got seven guys in front of you. But now 
I mean, my God, every truck in the country has a cell phone in there somewhere. We've all got screens surrounding us. So we have the opportunities to do video calls and video connections. Do you find in your talks with folks, Dr. Ben, that folks are really taking advantage of what we have today? Or are they just kind of eh, going with the flow and not really getting yeah. into it? Well, I think it really depends. I think that for a lot of us having the ability to text our kids anytime we feel like it, and if they're feeling kindly that day, they might even answer you. I think that really helps with that feeling of connection, but it's not a 100% guarantee. So I think it's still possible for people to feel isolated, even with all that connection. And one thing I would say, and I don't know how many of your listeners need to hear this, because I know it's often thought of as an issue more for young people, for teenagers and all, but I think connecting only through social media like Instagram or Facebook or Twitter I think in some ways that can be a negative thing because when you go on Instagram and you look at what your friends are doing or your people you know are doing, everybody puts their best side forward on social media. Nobody puts up there, I'm feeling lonely, I'm having a hard time. That just doesn't happen. What happens when people use that as a way to connect with people is they end up feeling more disconnected because they end up feeling like they're the only one who's got some issues with loneliness or anxiety or whatever it might be. So I think texting, calling, FaceTiming, all those things where you're going to actually connect with a real person, where you have a real relationship, I think you can't do enough of that. But I think you have to watch out for fooling yourself by thinking like, well, I'm making a connection with people because I'm going on Instagram or I'm going on Facebook. And I think it's not always such a positive thing. I think talking to people is sometimes the best. I mean, even we tend to fall back sometimes on texting, but sometimes just hearing that person's voice really is a whole different kind of experience. And that is one great thing for people who are on the road. I mean, as long as you're not reading text while you're driving, I know I don't have to say that because that's a real help <laughs> issue. But talking on the phone while you're driving, what a great innovation that we couldn't do that before. We couldn't just say, oh, I want to talk to my cousin. I haven't talked to them in a few months or whatever it might be. I think that is a change that really can help people with some of these mental health and emotional challenges that are just normal. But I mean, if you're a trucker, you spend a lot of time on your own. So you, I think, really want to be conscious of whether you're making the effort to make those connections. And fortunately, it is easier to do now, just like you're saying, you don't have to stand at that payphone in the cold and snow in Iowa. I think that's a huge, huge plus for people. It is. And we kind of tend to take things for granted very easily now, too. There was an old song about uh, overlooked an orchid while stepping on a rose, you know, <laughs> it's like, which is worse. Right. Yeah, exactly. Whole health means W-H-O-L-E, whole health and all of the aspects that anybody could think of in terms of what's going on within us really is affected by and affects what goes on around us. Absolutely. And I want to make sure, because I don't know if we mentioned it, but it's really easy to get more information about this. Again, not while you're driving, but va.gov slash whole health. That's our website. And there's tons of great information on there. There's podcasts you can listen to while you're driving. There's videos that are brief videos, whether it's air yoga or guided imagery or whatever it is that you can listen to, obviously, when you have a minute and you stop for rest. But va.gov slash whole health, there's kind of a huge amount of resources out there for addressing all the aspects of this circle of health that we've been talking about. 
Well, when you said va.gov slash whole health, you literally took the words right out of my mouth. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I say that about 100 times a day. But. <laughs> I hear you. And one more resource of radionemo.com and go to the homepage and scroll down a touch. Scroll down just below the pictures and you'll see Dr. Ben Kligler's link there to the VA Whole Health Program. So either way, va.gov.gov, va.gov slash whole health. Cannot thank you enough for kicking off the year with us here and look forward to having you with us many times in 2023. Thank you so much for having me. And I always enjoyed the conversation and I look forward to the next one too. That closes out this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway to Health Podcast through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway to Health Podcast through our website. Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcast. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health Podcast is a production of Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo.